to the Iranian guys, they was, I didn't know before, but they were strict on their culture. Yeah. Like, I'm teaching them maths, but when it comes to the female English teacher, yeah. they didn't like, oh, so, women's teaching me. No, yeah. no, no, okay. no, no, no women teaching me. Yeah. Said, then I got till trained, but I started doing Better stuff. money on the tills? Yeah, a bit better, yeah, yeah, a bit better, a bit better. So like, yeah, you're sitting move, down. Move, yeah, it's like £2.58, yeah. please, or whatever it is, yeah. And then, you know what I mean? How can you tax turnover and not profit? If... It doesn't happen in any other yeah, industry. Yeah, yeah. Nowhere else. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Jason, if I'm looking at an apartment that's got, say, 60 years left on the lease, why would I even bother looking at it? Well, um, the lower the lease, then the more money you can make on these sh short lease flats. Yeah. So with a 60-year mortgage, or 60-year lease, should I say, um, potentially, depending on where it is in the country, you can make anything from 30 grand upwards in terms of uplift. Right. So like a paper version of the BRR. So um, if that okay. flat was in North London, um, you could probably make around, I don't know, 30 to 50 grand in terms of profit. If that same flat was in prime central London, then you can make six figures worth of profit. So it depends on where you're, where you're buying. But um, the lower the lease, um, the more money you can make out of it. So why does not everybody do that then? Why is everybody just uh, run a mile as soon as they hear the word short lease? Yeah, it's a lot of, well, it's a lot of paperwork, should I say. Yeah. Now, when you see and, and hear flats, um, people think of service charges every month. I mean, every, every year, the annual service charge creeps up by 2%, 3%, mm -hmm. 4%. Um, you have to answer the block management company. You've got the freeholder. We sometimes have to pay ground rent. Yeah. And then obviously, when it comes to the lease extension, you've got to pay money towards the lease extension. So there's a lot of people to answer to in terms of um, um, buying flats. Yes. So a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to be held ransom to mm -hmm. the block management or the freeholder. I just want a house, freehold. And, that, that, and that would be my thinking, thinking <clears throat> I want all that hassle. Yeah. We, we've got um, a very a small number of apartments in our portfolio. We've got a small number of apartment blocks, but we've got the freehold. So then, you know, I'm never really concerned about that. Yeah. But as soon as somebody presents me with an apartment, I'm just thinking, oh, it's just <laughs> headache. Yeah, no, it's paper version of the BRR, especially okay. if you can refurb it and change it from a one bed to a two bed or two right. bed to a three bed, and it has a short lease. Yeah. Then one's um, I call a triple threat. Right. So you, you're, you're adding value by renovating it. Yeah. You're adding value by reconfiguring it, turning it from one to a two, yep. and you're adding value by increasing the the lease term. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So those ones bring the most money. Yeah. Um, so as you know, you can buy them where they're above shops, um, conversions. What used mm -hmm. to be a house, I mean, convert it into flats, top and bottom floor. Um, you can have purpose-built ones as well. Um, there's so many different ones that, mm -hmm. that you can buy, obviously. But um, with me, <clears throat> the reason why I like flats is because I wanted to leave my full-time job. This is why I yes. liked it. And I couldn't afford to, to buy houses at the time. So I thought, instead of me not doing anything, I thought, right, I just get myself onto the ladder and then start jumping, jumping, jumping. And then it, it worked out well. So it wasn't a strategy that you specifically went to look and learn about and say, right, shortly, so I'm going to do this. It, it, is it something you kind of stumbled into because you're looking for cheaper end of property? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Basically, it evolved. So I bought a normal flat, um, a conversion. So I just had to pay um, builder's insurance from it. Mm -hmm. There's no service charge. Um, £500 a month, um, £600 a month, rent, rental profit that I was making off right. it at the time. And then um, the lease on that one, that one I bought in 2001, that's my first ever flat. Okay. And then the following year, I extended the lease. 
because yeah. the lease was about 82 or 83 years. So it wasn't short, <coughs> short, but you still extended it anyway. Yeah, exactly, because right. it was above 80. Okay. So if it's above 80, it's going to be a lot cheaper than if it's below 80, because 80 is a marriage value. Yeah, right. So I thought, let me extend it now, while it's above 80, it's going to be cheaper. That was the first ever short lease that I did back in 2002. Okay. And then um, I just started, kept on buying, 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 um, just normal vanilla buy to lets. Mm -hmm. Then moved over to um, flats with refurbs. Yes. And then um, reconfiguring. So flats with BRR um, reconfiguring as well. Mm -hmm. One best to two beds, two best to three beds. And then um, stumbled. Well, not stumbled, but I thought about our oh, short leases came into afterwards. Yeah. All of these flats have um, leases on them. So eventually, you have to extend the leases. And then it just started to snowball from there. Okay. <clears throat> so um, on average, like I said, if you're making £600 a flat, and you have say 30 flats there then that's going to be 18 grand a month mm. that, you, that you're bringing in which is good and on average where i am um if you've got studios one beds two beds and three bed flats um some it's local authority some purpose built some above shops some conversions um on average they're between 250 and maybe 300k so if it's two if it's like 250 in terms of value and you have 30 flats, then that's 7.5 million. Yeah. Um, if the average is about 300K, because um, the three beds are a bit over 300K, then 30 times 300, that's 9 million. So a lot of littles make a lot, yeah. So even though it's a little 500 pound here, 600 pound here, you might yeah. think oh, it's not much, but lots of littles make a lot. I mean, it just grows, 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 yeah. grows. And then every so often, like I said now, it's every three, four months, buy another one, another 600 pound. Yeah. Buy another one, another 600 pound. So instead of it being 18 grand a month, it's 18.6. Buy another one, another four months, mm -hmm. 19.2. And then by the end of the year, um, it's 19.8. And then so on, so it's just slowly but surely going up and up and up. Yes. So before long, you'd be hitting 21, 22, 23 grand a year, just from a simple um, strat flat strategy. Yeah, yeah. So even though a lot of people don't like flats, um, lots of littles do make a lot, and you can move forward that way. Yes. So that's how I funded um, in my lifestyle so far. Yeah. So, so it works out well. <laughs> and then obviously I'm just, that's just a rental income because I like the cash flow. But if you're talking about taking out lump sums and then moving forward, um, initially that, that was the plan where you refinance. Extract some more equity. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Plus your savings, um, plus your employed income, plus your rental income. And then you move again to get the next one and so on and so on and so on. When it gets to a point where you don't really need to refinance as much or at all. So you can save um, 13 grand a month-ish on average, if you're making like 18K a month, you can save like 13K a month. Um, so every three, four months, that's a deposit for another one. For another one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then just move forward. So that way you keep your gearing low. Yes. Because um, lately, um, the last bank, they said to me, my gear, I'm geared about 49.8%. That's very good. Yeah, so it's a bit under half. So yeah. I've got a lot of equity there, just, just, like, just sitting there. Yeah. So, so I could for, for someone watching this who may not understand what you mm. mean by that, that means how much debt you have versus the value. So so if something's worth say a million pound, you've got less than half a million of debt on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. um loan to value, which is good, especially in this market, um, where they assess your whole portfolio before they give you the actual mm -hmm. um mortgage offers, like stress test it and so forth, and affordability as well. So um yeah, so moving forward. So now it's just save and buy. Mm -hmm. Save and buy. I mean over time, obviously the property prices creep up slowly, slowly, slowly. So even though it's about 50% now-ish, that will drop slightly, 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 slightly. I mean, before you know it, you're, you're geared about 40%, yes. 35% and so forth. 
So it's like a win-win going forward. But initially to scale, you're going to have to refinance mm -hmm. or sell, pull out the equity or sell it, get the equity. I mean, buy the next go one. again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So is this a strategy you think you have to time in terms of the market that it changes, depending on the, whether the market's strong or quiet, or is it one that all the time? Well, it, in any market. Yeah. Even now, I know some people are struggling with um, getting 75% loan-to-value mortgages. But um, with these ones, because it's below market values, um, the mortgage offers that have been got recently just just, just come through. Yes. Because um, the, that the rental income, when you do a stress test and um, affordability checks, the stress yeah. test and the affordability checks are low, um, the gap is wide enough for it. Mm -hmm. So with the normal buy-to-lets, for example, a lot of them, people got to put down 65% loan to value in order for it to work. Yeah, especially in the high-value areas like London. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But for these, it works in any market, in a good market, in this kind of market now. Um, during the credit crunch, it worked, 2007 to 2010. Like, it works in any market, so can't complain. Yeah. <laughs> so what would you consider a short lease? Because there's certain years, at a point it becomes interesting and then goes beyond a point where it becomes expensive as well. Yeah, yeah. So the marriage value is 80 years. Mm -hmm. um, so below this point, the value of the property starts to, the flat starts to diminish bit by bit by bit. Mm -hmm. So in theory, um, the lower the lease, then the more money you can make. But if it's outside of Prime Central London, um, then up until about 50 years-ish, it's, it's it's okay in yeah. terms of like mortgages and things like that. So, um, and then it's, if it goes below 50 years, then you might have to start using bridging. Mm -hmm. um, but NatWest do do um, an offer, a mortgage offer, which is um, 30 years, up, up to 30 years, I think. Yeah. So, with the normal lenders like TMW, um, Kensington, you just got bought by um, Barclays Bank recently. Okay. Yeah, that today acquisition, mm -hmm. Fleet, um, Kent Reliance, the mortgage lender, um, the mortgage works. Um, there's loads of them. Um, foundation home loans, yeah. capital home loans. Apart from like, I think TS, um, TMW, for example, they do 70 years. So anything below 70 years, not touching. They won't touch. Um, all the other ones that I mentioned, mm -hmm. um, but mortgage cannot be, so, so the lease cannot be lower than um, 50 years at the end of the mortgage term. Yeah. So once the mortgage term expires with mm. the 10, 15, 20, 30 year mortgage, yeah. when that mortgage comes to an end, mm -hmm there still needs to be at least 50, uh, 50 years left. Exactly, yeah. So bought one recently, um, 68 years left on the lease. Mm -hmm. um, Kent Reliance gave me a 67, or sorry, um, gave me a 17-year mortgage, basic on it, yeah? So it's 68 years left on the lease. Yeah. Gave me a 17-year mortgage because at the end of the term, um, the lease still had lower than 50 years. years. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. But obviously in that time, within the first year or two, I'm going to extend the lease anyway. Yes. So when my two-year fix still runs out, I can either stay with them, renew with a good lease mm -hmm. and get a decent rate, or I can move lender. Switch to somebody else. Yeah, and get a new 25-year mortgage yeah. after. And I can pull out equity if I want to on uplifting in value yes. going forward. So um, so where, where do people find these then? Yeah, all sorts of places. <laughs> all right, so lately, because um, I've got some properties under the guarantee rent schemes yeah, with local authority and with... Um, Housing associations. So that's uh, yeah. once you've acquired the property, you hand it to one the housing association for them to give you a fixed rent. Exactly. On. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Guaranteed rent. And um, they lately have been calling me or messaging me and say, "Oh, some of our landlords are selling. Mm -hmm. um, would you be interested in buying them?" So a lot of these are off-market deals. Interesting. So I won't get. I won't need to. There's no competition basically. Yes. If I want them, yeah, they're mine. If not, so, they'll probably ask another investor yeah. on their on their list. 
Um, that's one way of doing it, but you have to and, be in there. And that's a great example of when you do one thing again and again and again, mm. people get to know that's what you do. Exactly. So they think for sure, at least they think, I need to call Jason on that one. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, they always messaging me, oh, find a short lease, yes. find a short lease, chat to you all day. So there's that way. Um, there's a normal um, right move way where on the filters, you put in lowest price first. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the time, the ones with the lowest price are the ones with um, short leases short lease, yeah. in that area. Price lower. Exactly, yeah. Make sure you put the filter on um, no new homes, no retirement homes, and there's something else in the right move section. Yeah. But there's three of them there. Put them filters on and then put lowest price. And then normally short lease ones come yeah. up first. Yes. And, and also, you look for just apartments. Just apartments, apartments, yeah, flat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then also another way of searching is where you put, um, what does it say? It says longest on the market. A lot of the time, like as you know, not many people like flats. So they're ones that sit on the market. Yes. So the longer it's sat on the market, then the more of a deal you can get. Yes. Um, you can also find them at auctions, quite popular. Um, that during lockdown one, when Boris said you must stay at home, yeah. yeah I was just searching, 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 <laughs> and then Savills. You were sitting at home searching. <laughs> exactly, yeah, searching. Yeah. Never stops. And then Savills um, had one in my area right. where I put in a pre-auction offer because it all turned onto online after that, yeah, okay. bidding. Put in a pre-auction offer, got rejected, mm -hmm. but I didn't go to auction. I just um, didn't bother. It didn't sell at auction. Okay. And then post-auction, yeah. auctioneer contacted me and said, oh, um, this particular flat did not sell. Mm -hmm. Will you be interested in putting in another offer? So I managed to get it lower than what First I put in initially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so even though I got rejected. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it was worth not going to auction sometimes. I think that's the best way to buy at an auction, either yeah. before or after, not during. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Because yeah. they always give you like first refusal half the yeah. time. Um, you've got friends, um, property associates, mm -hmm. like social media. Um, you've also got neighbours, old neighbours. So I bought a flat um, with a short lease, and then she's sold it, to obviously yes. to me. And then her neighbour, um, former neighbour, is now selling. Yeah. So our neighbours, they still gave him contact. So they contacted yeah. her and then Nahir has contacted me and said, oh, my neighbour's selling a flat. Um, would you be interested in this? Yeah. Sh shortly it's again. So that's another way. So there's okay. multiple different ways of yeah. obviously... And that's interesting what you just mm. mentioned there because let's say you've got a block of 10 apartments yeah. and they start off with a 100-year lease. They're all being reduced at the same time. Exactly. So if you're buying exactly. one of those, yeah. it's very likely that the others are probably also becoming shorter. Exactly. And maybe they've extended them, but mm. it's a good chance. Exactly. So you could target the other people in the same building. Exactly, yeah. That's what we're going to as well. Because um, exactly what you said, 99-year yeah. lease, um, block of 10, maybe two, three, four of them might have renewed their lease, but the other five or six haven't. Yes. And then you can leaflet drop. So even if yeah. they're tenanted, just leave a leaflet in there. That leaflet hopefully gets to the landlord. Yes. And then the landlord will contact, contact you direct, um, just direct yeah. the vendor. So. And in terms of the legals and how this is done, you know, you don't have to be a legal whiz on this because the solicitors will take care of all of it. Yeah, they'll, exactly. they'll do with uh, with all the paperwork. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just need to understand how it works. That's it. To see That's where it. the opportunity is to make money. Yeah, because there's two different ways. You can have the Section 42 notice, which is the formal way. And then there's the voluntary way where you contact the freeholder yourself and ask for a leash extension. So um, the rule is, or the law is at the moment, um, you have to own the flat for two years before you can extend the lease. Yeah. But um, even if you don't own it for two years, there's ways of extending the lease without two years of ownership. Yes. So you have a server section for two notice beforehand mm -hmm. by the vendor, and then they assign it over to yourself. Yeah. And then you finish off the process. Um, you can also acquire the flat. And then um, once you acquire the flat, you can always write to the freeholder voluntarily 
and then awesome trips to Melis. Yeah. And also another way that just happened last year, um, the owner, when I went to go and view it, um, the vendor said, oh, she showed me, oh, it's too much. It's 18 and a half grand tips to Melis. Like, I can't afford it. That's why I'm selling. Yes. So therefore I had a documentation of yes. how much it costs to Melis there. So I said, all right, um, let's do the voluntary method. Cause I know how much it costs, fair price as well. Yeah. You start the process for me. And then when I get the keys, I'm going to finish it off. Yes. I mean, that's another way as well of extending okay. the lease. So yeah. it's straightforward. So there's two main documents that you need. Um, you've got the, the what do you call it? Deed of security, substitute security. Okay. Which is what is between yourself and the lender. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, TMW have their own specific copy. Right. They'll send it to the solicitor. And the solicitor will send it to me. I have to sign it. I mean, a witness has to witness my signature, someone over 18 and not a family member mm -hmm. has to sign it. Send it back to the solicitor. And then from then, it goes back to TMW. Yeah. yeah. Um, just for them to witness it and sign it. Go back to the solicitor. Then they keep stays there. And then the other one is um, a counter deed, um, which is the agreement between myself and the freeholder, okay. agreeing the terms of the new lease right. and the ground rent as well. And again, same, same system. Um, my solicitor draws it up. I sign it, witness it. Send it to the freeholder, they sign it, witness it, yes. back to the solicitor. I mean, once I have those two documents there, then goes off the land registry to be yes. registered. Um, that's, this is for mortgage properties. If there's yeah. no mortgage on it, then the first document I mentioned um, will not apply. Doesn't Just the second point, yeah. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. At the moment, HMRC, not HMRC, they, actually, they were on strike. But land registry yes. are, are on strike now at the moment. Really? Right now. Yeah. I know they're still way behind the, the, the yeah, big still, backlog. Yeah, from COVID, yeah. yeah. So, so they're way, way behind. So this is going to put them even more behind. Yes. So between the 27th of Feb and I think it's the 2nd or 3rd of March, which is now, mm -hmm. they're going to strike or are striking. Right, right. So there are going to be even more delays wow. from, from, from COVID, yes. basically, and they're still playing catch-up. Yeah. So if you're registering properties or short leases or anything like that, Expect a slight delay, a slight delay with title that, split, yeah. anything like that. But it doesn't prevent you from putting the deals and getting yeah, it. No, no. It just means the paper is trading a little bit behind. Exactly, exactly. What's the shortest lease you'd look at? Um, for me at the moment, it's probably in the 50s, about okay. 55, 53. Yeah. Because I like to get mortgages on them. Yes. Um, with a normal 25% deposit, right. um, a normal buy-to-let interest rate as well. Yes. Rather than bridging. And then just move forward from so there. So if you had a pot of cash, mm. what's the lowest you would look at then? The ones in central London. <clears throat> prime central london because um, that's where there's i was going to say the ceiling price is high it's almost there is no ceiling exactly price. <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah so there's some i'm going to post one soon anyway on my instagram mm -hmm. um there's one like in central london that i saw for 560k yeah um one bed flat with a this one's a 63 at least actually but it's not mm -hmm. too like low low yeah but um um with the lease extension will cost about 150k to extend the lease so you say you get it for 550, extend the lease for 150K, that's 700K all in. Then end value is going to be about 950, 950-ish um, year yeah. going forward. So that could be a nice 200K, 250K uplift Excellent. just for that one deal, yes. which is right there. Yeah. And yeah. if you're buying flats which are under the Grosvenor estate, mm -hmm. yeah, then... You own a good port of... Uh, exactly, London. they own like half of London, oh, yeah. half of Central London at least anyway. Yeah. And Oxfordshire and yeah. Cambridge and blah, blah. But the ones in Central, they own a lot. Yeah. And with them, you're only allowed to extend the lease by 20 years. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So okay. it might cost you 500 grand, 400 grand, but the end values of those flats can hit a million. Mm -hmm. So in auction, you might see 
a flight in Mayfair or Eaton Square or something, that's for 200,000, 300,000. To extend that lease, it might be 300,000 or 400,000 to extend wow. it on top of that, you know? Yeah. So then end value of that one might be 1.2, 1.3. Yeah. So it's possible that yes. they can do those kind of deals. Even though you extend it for like 20, um, by 20 years for like 400, 500 grand, mm -hmm. you're still making a big chunk afterwards. Yes. So with those kind of deals, you're probably best to use cash or private banking finance. Mm -hmm. There's only one or two bridge lenders that will lend to you on, on that. So because those, the term shows short. Yeah, so short, yeah, 13 yeah. years, 14 years, seven years, but, Mm -hmm. all that kind of thing so probably best to buy cash i reckon just in case because sometimes with a um those kind of leases the bigger the lease or the trade the more value of the lease then it's possible that you might go to a tribunal um right. to try and thrash it out yeah but my ones the ones that i did all small like 30 grand 20 grand nothing too heavy but the ones are more in central mm -hmm. you're more likely to go to a tribunal but but you I mean, never know they might give you a, a fair price straight away okay rather than going in to negotiate so if someone's watching this now, they're thinking, okay, I found a property, it's a short lease, it's got, you know, 60 years left on it. Mm. Price looks silly low compared to everything else. That's probably because the, the, the lease is so short. Yep. How do they determine what they need to pay for the extension? Are they going to be held over a, a barrel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's two ways, well, more than two ways. But um, first thing you should do is look on Google, yep. type in lease extension calculator. Yeah. Normally, for top three, you've got um, top three or four, actually calculators on there i'd put in the details in those calculators and take a rough average of those three or four and then i would also so the standard formulas that they'll use to work out roughly what yeah the payment would be yeah. exactly yeah so you put in the government um one of them you put in the end date of the lease mm -hmm. so if it's 100 years from now and it's two one two three yeah um you put in the current estimated end value with a good lease mm -hmm. um you put in the length of the lease and you also put in the current ground rent into it Right. And then press calculate and it gives you a, a figure, mm -hmm. gives you a low, um, a middle and a high. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. And then you take an average of obviously all of those and from those four different sites. And then I also use my secret weapon, um, my lease extension surveyor. Okay. Whenever I'm looking and I don't know the actual lease extension length, I just email him. Yeah. And then he sends me back. Um, an accurate quote of what it should be. So he'll calculate based how he thinks it should be. Yeah. Okay. But there's a standard years. method that they're following. It's not that somebody will think, well, you want a lease extension, I want 50 grand. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah. can't just make up the numbers. Yeah. It can't be pie in the sky. It has to be fair and reasonable according yeah. to the legal documentation. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So he's got a calculator on his computer. Um, he's been doing it for like 30 plus years. Mm -hmm. So he knows, I think he's well respected in the industry as well. Mm -hmm. So if there's any disputes between myself and the freeholder, then I get him involved. Yeah. I mean, this happened once actually. Um, I think this was a few years back, seven, eight years back, on a two bed flat. They were trying to charge me, um, I think, 22 grand, 23 grand to extend the lease. Mm -hmm. But I knew that it's going to cost, it should have cost around 15, 16K. Mm -hmm. So but I, I, they weren't budging. This was a voluntary lease extension. Right, right. So what I had to do, um, I got um, him involved. Then you done a 22 page report. Okay. I think 700 pounds plus VAT. Sent it off to the freeholder, mm -hmm. sent it off to the freeholder surveyor. Yeah. And then when they saw that, they came down in price to what it should be. Okay. So I paid roughly about a grand for his services, yeah. but you saved me about five, six grand in that yeah. instance. But they realised you know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Rather yeah, than yeah. they're trying it on at the high rent, yeah. you might be able to get away with it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And to be fair, the people who own the freeholds, who mm. grant the lease extensions, their business is, we'll sit on these until someone yeah. like Jason comes along and exactly. wants an extension. Yeah. That's exactly. how they make their money, yeah. which is a different model.
That's it, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I got a few like that as well, where I bought the freehold to from a leaseholder. But then I wrote to the freeholder voluntarily, mm -hmm. um, asking for a lease extension quote, mm -hmm. and also for a price to extend to, to, to um, purchase the freehold, yeah. Okay. And then on five separate occasions, I come back and said yes, yeah. that um, we're willing to sell you the freehold. And I had to serve a section 10, to um, inform the flat, mm -hmm. the other flats as well, that Mr. Change Patterson, yeah, yeah he's, exactly, um, is interested in buying the freehold. Mm -hmm. um, if we don't hear from you in 14 days, then he'll buy it, he'll buy it solely, or if you want to come in with him, then it'd be jointly. Yes. I mean, most of the time they come in with me and yeah. we just purchase the freehold from the freeholder. Okay. So we're now owners. And then after that, we extended our own leases. Mm -hmm. um, Sister has charged us about £300 to extend our own leases. Right. Sign up the documents. And then we put them to 999 um, going forward with Peppercorn yeah. Ground Rent. So but, which is <clears throat> what they call a virtual freehold. Exactly. So it's the best you're going to get in terms yeah. of a, a new lease. And that's it, yeah. Yeah. What some people could do is just buy the freehold, keep the flat at that level, 72 or 60 odd years, whatever it is, yeah. and then sell the flat. I mean, at some point, like you said, yeah. that leasehold is going to come to you when you yeah. extend it. I mean, you can get um, a payday from it. Yes. So, and that's quite a long play because I remember mm. when I first started, I used to see people buying freeholds and I didn't quite understand why they were buying them. They, they, and I'm trying to do the calculation thinking you're earning a tiny amount mm. of money from the ground rent, which goes to the freeholder, yep. they're earning a small amount of money each month for what they're paying. I think, how does that make sense? Exactly. exactly. Not realising at the time, actually, that someone's going to have to turn up to them and say they need an extension. Yep. And that's when they get paid. Yeah, bumper pay. <laughs> and now I guess things are changing a little bit. Maybe some freeholders are, they've had these a long time. Mm. They'd rather just sell the freeholds, get out. Yeah. And also there's the, the Leasehold Reform Act that happened last year. Exactly. How do you think that will impact things? Yeah, so basically, with the act, all the ground rents on new leases has to be zero, which is peppercorn ground rent, basically. So um, the way it works is, say, for example, you've got a lease, 60 years left on your lease and you do a section 42 notice, for example, or even a voluntary one, doesn't matter. Say you put 90 years on top of it, um, that's going to be 150. Mm -hmm. Your ground rent has to be zero regardless. Yeah, It can't be 150 or £50 or £200 or 250 has to be zero on those 90 years. Now, what some people try and, or some builders try and do, they'll say, right, you've still got the 60 years left, you're still paying the ground rent on those 60 years. And then when that expires, on the new 90 years, you're gonna be peppercorn ground rent. That's what they try. Right. Yeah, but I say from day one, I want peppercorn ground rent from day one. Okay, so you get the lease extension and reduce the ground rent down to- Better way, yeah. Down. So the ground rent, when we, when we think about a building, I guess one of the ways I describe this is say, when you've got uh, uh, apartments, whether it's two, three, five, twenty, a hundred mm -hmm. in a building, that building, when you're buying an apartment in there, you're buying the space, you're effectively renting that space exactly. for 68 to 100 years. You don't actually own the building. Yep. Somebody else owns the land exactly. that that building sits on. Exactly. So the ground rent is effectively rent mm. for that land. Yeah, correct. That we have to, to pay. Yeah. And so the changes, which was another way for the freeholders to make some money, mm -hmm. it might be two, three hundred pound a year per unit. but. Yep. As you say, they all add up, they stack up to exactly. a lot of money. Exactly. But now that will get reduced down to zero. So they, they'll no longer want to, mm. uh, all that benefit there won't be there for them. That's it, yeah. Mm. I mean, Jeremy Hunt's mentioned recently um, that he wants to reform leasehold. But I reckon what's, what's pushed it as well is um, what some of the big house builders were doing, like Wempy and Berkeley Homes and everyone else. They were building leasehold houses, yes. yeah, which is a problem. Yeah. I mean, they were charging obviously ground rent on it, I and mean, then they were packaging them up, packaging them up, 
and then selling them on to other people onwards. So the, the freehold will get sold on to somebody else. Correct, yeah. The Wimpy or the likes mm. would go in, they build houses, and rather than selling them as a, a freehold, they sell them as a leasehold. Mm. Let's say it's got 100 years at that time. The buyer, most buyers are inexperienced. They don't do this all the time. They yeah. buy a house once every 10, 15 years. And they're thinking, you know, as far as they're aware, that's mm. fine. It's Nothing's out of the ordinary. But as that lease starts to reduce 10, 15 years' time, yeah. Uh, 20 years time they need to think about getting an extension exactly. that's when they realize oh actually now i'm gonna have to pay another chunk of cash yeah and of course i hit the media and then exactly, yeah, uh, yeah. the government wants to get involved and uh, yeah. stir At, things up and the ground rent as well when the ground rent some of the contracts that they have with the ground rent it doubled every 20 years or every 10 years mm -hmm. yeah now if this starts up at 100 or 200 then it doubles to 400 yes and doubles again to 800 yes like mortgage companies don't like that yes yeah so that was another issue. So some of them could not remortgage and they went on to variable rates straight away. Right, right. And the rates started to rise. So they're like mortgage prisoners. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's another issue. So that's why people at like Jeremy Hunt are saying, right, we need to sort this out. Mm -hmm. um, and they stopped that last year, coming in um, June 2022. Okay. Yeah, so that's sorted out. And now they're trying to get rid of the lease part of it or to get rid of the marriage value. Yeah. So at the Queen King's speech, sorry, the King's speech, um, he mentioned that. And recently, yes, I put it on my Instagram yesterday. I think. What do you think that will look like? What's your guess on what that will, what will it's, happen? It's hard to say because effectively they're going to have to, in theory, they're going to have to pay some of the freeholders or reimburse some of the freeholders yeah. if they get rid of um, the release extension part of it or, yeah. or the lease part of it. So just for argument's sake, say the leases, this won't happen by the way, but if it's 999 and they're abolishing the marriage value in terms of the lease, um, what in theory the government might say right we're going to give you the, each freeholder a grand for every year of of the lease if it's 999 that's that's almost a million pounds yeah. to buy them out of their lease yeah. and you've got some that are above shops some yes. conversions some purpose built but to do that for every single freeholder it, it, exactly yeah. you, you can't do it yeah you can't do it we well, can do it but it's going to be a lot of taxpayers money yeah, yeah. You know what i mean and it wouldn't be a sensible thing for the government yeah. to spend that money exactly doing that Exactly. So they've got to think of, I don't know how they're going to do it. Yeah. If they're going to compensate them, I don't know how they're going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's that's one thing that they're thinking of. Um, what else are they thinking of? The ground sorted out, but that's the main thing, basically. Ground rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The ground rent yeah. sorted out. The, I think ground. the lease, uh, the, the leasehold stuff, the service charge stuff is fine. Mm. It's the ground rent that was the um, yeah, main the, issue, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. which they've, they've put a nail in that coffin now. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So... We still make money out of it anyways. Yeah, yeah. Good There's value. always opportunity, and I think that's the, the sign of a great entrepreneur. Mm. You know, when the door closes, you think, that's fine. We'll find two more that will open. Exactly. You find exactly. alternative ways, because there's always different ways. Uh, you know, rules and regulation change in property all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I, I can't remember how many times it's changed in, you know, the mm. 15, 16 years I've been involved in the industry. It's like every year there's new sets of changes. Yeah. But that's fine. You just adapt. Exactly. But some people panic. They want to get out of the market. Mm. But that just presents an opportunity for others. yeah. Especially with Section 24. Yes. George Osborne, July 2015, mm. messed up the system. Yeah. He's, he's done that and then he left to go and work for the Evening Standard or something. <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah. He's a joker. So then that happened. And often these, these are not property people. They don't understand yeah. the impact they're having on the industry. That's it. Yeah. Mm. And then, you know I mean, how can you tax turnover and not profit? If... It doesn't happen in any other yeah, industry. Yeah. It, Nowhere else. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make sense. It doesn't make sense. But then obviously you have to adapt and then obviously either you can incorporate mm. to go through LLP and then into a limited company yeah. after that or... Yeah, so again, that's a, 
a solution people have mm -hmm. come up with and say, okay, that's fine. We'll find a way to resolve it. Exactly. So it's not that that government now is collecting more tax. Mm. There might be, there might be uh, some tax they're collecting, yeah. but the ones that are in this for the long term, they're not paying that tax. That's they it. found another way around. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That's some sort of loophole. Incorporating. Yeah, yeah. That's it. We'll set up a management company and then doing that. We have to have a certain amount of properties to do that. Those sorts of ways that you can adapt, like you said, um, depending on your environment. Yes. Um, just moving forward. Yeah. So when we're looking at a lease, let's say there's 15 years left on a lease. Mm -hmm. And you think, okay, 15 years on a lease, it would pay peanuts for that. What would happen at the end of those uh, 15 years? Then the, basically that flat, in theory, you have to give back to the freeholder. But the freeholder has to give you the option of extending the lease mm -hmm. to another 99 years yeah. or one, two, five years or 90 years above the zero, basically what it is now. Yes. So that's to give you the option. And if you don't obviously want the option, you have to give it back. Yes. I mean, it's theirs again. I mean, put it on the market, whether yeah, it's through yeah. auction or private sale or, yeah. Just, Do you just see that happening? Uh, I've never, I understand the theory, but I've never yeah. seen it. Uh, yeah, I've seen it before either. Yeah. So I haven't seen it before ever. Yeah, it'd be crazy, wouldn't it? Someone's <laughs> yeah. giving away like under 200 grand. Exactly, so exactly. Probably must be rare. So it can happen probably if you get, um, obviously inherited some some flats from, yeah. from your elders yeah. and they just let it run down. They, they, they haven't bought it personally, yeah. but their mum or their dad or their granddad has just, yes. just done that. And they haven't got the cash to extend it. Yes. And it's too low to sell or no one wants to buy it. Then they just hand it back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's possible. So yeah. probably the best place to probably look there again is auctions. Um, just just get get them low low ones. Yeah, because, because they'll take it to state agent. State agent will shrug their shoulders and say, "I can't sell this. That's it. No one's going to want it." Mm. Uh, and so they think, "Well, what to do with it? Just dump it in the auction and get yeah. whatever you can for it." See what happens. Yeah, yeah. 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 So way forward. How do you think your business will evolve in the next couple of years or so? Um, I'm probably still do the same method what I'm doing now. Mm. A little save and buy, save and buy. But I'm thinking I might try one or two of them Central London ones. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Prime Central London. Now I've done, I've got it formulated in my mind, so I'm not going to use bridging and I'm just going to use cash yeah. rather than using bridging because the delays at um, land registry, it might take six months to get registered, it might take a year. Okay. I mean, if I want to, if I'm keeping it, it's fine. If I'm going to sell it on, yeah. some lenders want it to be fully registered before right. okay. the, event, can, uh, the, the yeah. person can buy it. So it might be a sticking point. And if, it's, and if I'm on a bridge and it's meant to be for six months mm -hmm. or maybe even 12 months and it over overruns because um, land registry haven't registered it that's yeah. that's going to cause issues because central yeah. london flats yeah it's 500k 600k to, to buy one and the interest rate's like one percent yeah it'd be very high yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of money yeah so i'd probably refinance take it about 700 800k maybe in total buy it cash okay so create um, a part of cash by releasing more equity from the current exactly, portfolio yeah. And use that cash to go and buy them. Exactly, yeah. Cash. Yeah. Okay. Pay the stamp of three percent. Yeah. Extend the lease, two hundred grand, three hundred grand, whatever it may be, and then either sell it or refinance it um, going forward. So that's what I want to do. Yes. Yeah. Just one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me see how it goes. Um, like I said, Grosvenor Estate. Yeah, yeah. Look at the Queen's section as well. Because I've got experience. I don't want to challenge them. But I want to see how they work yes you you, you have the experience to <laughs> mm. put slightly more interesting complex things like yeah that. sometimes i think a mistake people make it they jump into the complex stuff mm. and not understanding and we it. don't know what we don't know yeah and yeah. When you get there and you realize actually you're you're in uh, way above yep out of your depth yeah, yeah. you're way out of your depth that's it and they go to try a brunel and they start 
going to court and blah blah yes. it's, it's a lot of hassle so and especially in central london you've got the concierge with, with, with a lot of them government's quite high mm-hmm. um service charges are quite high as well so you've got to think of all these factors and then, like i said if you're stuck on a bridge it's going to be trouble so it's best if you do it do it cash yes that way if you are any delays going forward just understand the process if it takes six months or a year or a year and a half 18 months to get that two three hundred grand profit mm-hmm. then it, then it's fine I mean, at least after the first one, you can gauge it and think, all right, you know what? Next one, I'm not going to use all of my cash. I might use a bit of bridging because it's taking me eight yeah. months now, nine months now, rather than like 18 months. I just wanted to go for the overkill rather than, yes. yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, just to cover yourself. So there's that really. Um, the initial plan when I first started was start off with buy to lets, do BRR, um, start buying houses okay. and men. So it's going to be a stepping stone. Yeah, and then buy a plot, I buy a plot, and then make some make some flats. And that was my initial plan. Right. But then I got sidetracked with just flats, flats, yeah, flats, yeah. flats. Found flats, a knife in a niche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then before you know it, like I said, I bought my first one, um, making about six hundred profit. And then this is what I was in Sainsbury's, like I used to work in yeah. Sainsbury before. Um, and I thought I bought five yeah. flats while I was in Sainsbury's, but overlapped with my teaching job. Yes. So. After about four flats, four, yeah, about four flats ish, I managed to match my full time wages. Wow. So I thought, you know what? I'm just sticking to this method rather than moving into houses and repurposing the houses. And then I kept on buying, kept on buying. Then I like, doubled my wages, tripled my wages, quadrupled my wages. And I thought, I'm sticking to this method. Yeah. <laughs> At what point did you leave your job then? Um, when I went part time, I was like, same business, I was there for 11 years. Mm-hmm. And then like I said I bought the first five there when I left, but I overlapped with my teaching job, okay. te- like teaching maths. And then ten years in, I was there for fifteen years for the teaching job, by the way, fifteen and a half years, yeah. So I was there for the first ten years full time, mm-hmm. and then I was just buying, still buying. And then I went part time after I think year ten to two and a half days a week, which is like seventeen point five hours. Okay. And then I went down to two days a week, which is. Um, about 14 hours and then I left after like 15 and a half years mm-hmm. so because but, but I said after about I got to 10 years and then I like quadrupled my wages so I thought this is this is, this is yes. no point in being here it helps yeah. pass the time I like teaching students and that kind of thing and you learn from them as well because yes. you got all different nationalities yeah. that I was teaching you had Polish you had Romanian gypsies you had Somali you had some guy from Portugal, yeah. some guy, woman, some, some girl from Colombia. So you just learn and you, if they're teaching maths, they can teach you a thing or yeah, two yeah. as well about the country and the culture and, yes. and that kind of thing. And then we had some guys from Iran, the, the Iranian guys, they yeah. was, I didn't know before, but they were strict on their culture. Yeah. Like I'm teaching them maths, but when it comes to the female English teacher, yeah. they didn't like, oh, so woman's teaching me no yeah. no no okay. no 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 women teaching me yeah. said, over here yeah like this is the way it is women have equal like rights yeah. no sir in my country that's not allowed right. women can't work blah, blah, blah. so i was but after a while he adapted okay. and then he opened up to like the english culture british yeah. culture and so forth so you learn understand different yeah like societies different societies different cultures like romanian gypsies i was talking to a lot of them said yeah so we come over from romania yeah Man, for a better life and blah, 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 blah. So that, that particular girl, yeah, she was on her mocks, like social housing. Right. She left. They they moved her to Yorkshire because okay. like, it's, 
it's social housing. It's cheaper. Yeah, it's cheaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I understood how the councils work as well. If there's no accommodation available, they're shifting you outside London. Yeah. Like gentrification. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of them are being pushed out to Luton, then Reading, and some up north to Manchester, Liverpool, um, Newcastle. They start shifting some of For if someone's saying they're homeless, Mm. and the council said, well, we haven't got anywhere, their excuse is, well, because we haven't got anywhere, we've got somewhere in. Yeah. Doncaster for you, mm-hmm. off you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you're homeless, you're going to have to accept it. Yeah, yeah. So, learn about right. that as well. So, were you working in Sainsbury's and teaching at the same time, or was that one after the other? Um, See, so I've started maybe about seven years in, that's when I got a teaching job. And when I started to overlap, so I was still working in Sainsbury's. So, you're working in Sainsbury's yeah. for about seven years, then yeah. you started teaching as well. Yeah. So, you're in the two jobs concurrently for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, in, yeah, so basically, initially, to get, yeah. get the deposits together, yeah. I was doing day shift, yeah. night shift, yeah. all sorts. Proper grafting. Yeah, grafting. I started off in saying, um, in the waters section. Right. And then I moved over to the bread section. So this is stacking shells we're talking about. This yeah, not, not a shells. cushy managerial job. No, no, no. Yeah. Started on £3.28 an yeah. hour. Wow. And then just doing the hours. Yes. And then I wasn't till trained, so... If I've done overtime, I've done it on um, trolleys uh, okay. and checkouts. Yeah. I mean, they got me tool trained. Right. And I got tool trained, but I started doing... Better something. money on the tills? Yeah, a bit better, yeah, yeah, a bit better, a bit better. So like, yeah, move, and you're sitting move, down. Move, yeah, it's like £2.58, yeah. please, or whatever it is, yeah. So I started doing overtime in other departments, and then one Friday, normally I finish at 9.30 on a Friday, then my manager, old manager, like Jerry Kelly was there, then the night shift manager was there, and the night shift manager said, oh, Jerry, like, so-and-so's going up sick. Yeah. You got any staff members that don't mind working? Yeah. Then he looked at me. Jason, what you saying? <laughs> exactly, yeah. I'm thinking, I just finished my shift. Yeah. I'm a 9 30 shift. So, oh, it's 10, 10 a.m., 10 p.m. till 7. Yeah. Like, you can do it if you want. So I said, oh, I wasn't going to read enough. I said, yeah. oh, I didn't. But I meant to be in at 6 in the morning anyway. Yes. Like, to do the, do the bread. So I said, oh, I'll do it. So, so it's done. like three shifts. Three shifts. Back to back. Yeah. So. And then HR mm-hmm. thought I was. Someone clocking in and clocking out for me. Okay. Yeah. So I had, I had to get confirmation from my manager yeah. to say, yeah, that was me. Yeah, doing... that probably happened to one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Three shifts back to back. Exactly. Could be but four. I guess it just shows that, you know, it doesn't matter what situation you're in, as long as you have the mindset to think about how can I, mm. you can find a way. And you, you've grafted and worked hard for a period of time in your life so that you don't have to spend the rest of your life grafting. Exactly. Yeah. And that then is. enjoy the things that, you know, yeah. people try to spend their money on when they haven't got the money that's it like warren buffett said um someone planted a seed um a long time ago yeah and now they're sitting under the tree yes so it's the same same method yes don't do do the work now yeah i mean you can relax and enjoy yourself later on sometimes people go for the uh, uh the 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 more attractive property strategies the ones that look really appealing mm-hmm. whereas what we're talking about here is a little bit more technical it's slow and steady yeah. but you can build quite a substantial business doing this yeah definitely definitely yeah. that's why I, I like it because before if it's 30 flats like i said 600 pound each that's 18 grand a month i was getting that per year yes that back then and now yeah. it's like per month yes so and it's and it's nice and easy if steady a lot of mine are on the guarantee rent contracts so even you haven't when, got the tenant management headache. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So during during COVID, uh, when these when they gave them some of the tenants like a three month holiday yeah. and don't pay, yeah, some of them were like, oh, what's happening with your tenants? Yes. I'm fine. Like, yeah. No, the council's paying. Yeah, exactly. 
Standard. I didn't ask you for the payment on That's the day. The, yeah, no, 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 no. Just straight. The only thing I was missing was going to the gym. Like it was easy. Just, just relaxed. During COVID, it was all right. 2007 to 2010. Yeah. Everything was cushy. Just steady payments coming in. Brexit. Everyone thought during Brexit or even at the start of COVID, prices were going to drop or crash. Mm -hmm. Opposite happened. Prices kept going up. So all during that time, different prime ministers. Yes. Um, back then, we had that Tony Blair started off Labour government and it moved over to what David Cameron, mm -hmm. Conservatives, and then what Theresa May come in afterwards, I think. Or was it Gordon? No, sorry, well, Gordon Brown, the Theresa May, something like that before that. And then after Tony, uh, after Tony, yeah. Yeah, 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 so yeah. That, yeah. Gordon Brown. Then then Conservatives came in. Yeah. With Cameron. And after that, May. All doing all these changes, yeah. you're just kind of plugging exactly. you're just getting on with it. Yeah, still doing your thing. Yeah, any government. Um, any party, any market conditions, yeah. What we're talking about is an area of law, mm. but they don't just come in and kind of change it overnight, although they're trying to make some changes now. Yeah. So the, uh, the, the model essentially works all the time. Yeah. Leases yeah. are depreciating all the time everywhere around us. Yeah. And it's looking at, okay, how can I turn these into an opportunity? That's it. So if you had a time again, mm. and you were starting again now, you're looking young 21, and I know you don't look much older than 21 right now. <laughs> 21 just starting out yeah and this is a strategy you were interested in what would you what would your approach be um all right now i didn't know about the first deal you'd go looking for you know i'll probably depending on the funding how much funds have i got mm -hmm. initially you're 21 so maybe that'd be much. <laughs> not much all right so if i was starting out and i didn't have much money the long way would be to do what i did before yeah get two three jobs start grafting get the deposits together yeah. and then buy um the short way is either to do rent to rent, mm -hmm. get, get three or four rent to rents there. So if you can cream maybe five hundred pound or six hundred pound per rent to rent, um, get that. Let's say you got four rent to rents and five hundred pound. Yeah. Invest two grand a month coming in. Save that for like I don't know ten months, nine months, wherever it is. Get the deposits together to buy yeah. something maybe in Doncaster, sixty five grand, seventy grand, mm -hmm. or shortly strategy. It's up to you. Yeah. Um, I'd also do some deal sourcing. Mm -hmm. So on average, you might make three grand per deal, deal sourcing. It's not easy to start with, but if you can get into it, yeah. three grand per deal. So four rent to rents, one deal sourcing a month, that's seven grand a month, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll also probably maybe even look at some JVs, because mm -hmm. I've never done any JVs, always self-financing. Yeah, yeah. I haven't taken the money from, from anyone. Um, so maybe even look for an investor, mm -hmm. give them a return on their cash, maybe between seven and 10%, um, just to boost it. Um, probably both have three strategies that, that I probably use. Yeah. Um, and from my first one, once I purchased the first one, mm -hmm. whether it be a house, like I said, long cost of 60, 70 grand, uh, maybe even try and do SA. Um, bit more work, but a bit more money just to yeah. boost the income coming in. Um, I mean, obviously, set, when you do SA, it's not under the Section 24 tax because it's classed yeah. as something else. Holiday letting, yeah. Exactly, yeah, holiday letting. So that, that will save me. And then push forward with that mm. and then just go to portfolio bit by bit by bit. Yes. So that's the short way yeah. or I'll do it the long way, either way. There's, there's a lot of different strategies that people follow. It's not that mm. you have to do this, this and this to move forward. There are so many different ways to make money from property, even that's when it. you're starting out. Yeah. And I guess just the question I asked you, I'm thinking now, um, the the if short leases was the, uh, the strategy that I was going to pursue, um, I would get the knowledge and understanding first and just immerse myself understanding how to do it first. Yeah then even if I had no money, I'd mm. go out and find the deals yeah. where you've spotted the opportunity, you can increase the value on this property in this way, 
And then I would go looking for investors to exactly. fund it with me. Yeah. I'd say, look, I've got the deal. I've negotiated this. I've worked this out. I've mm -hmm. got solicitors that can do the paperwork. Here's where we are. And here's what I need. I exactly. need the funds to come in to, to share it. And yeah. then it, let's say it's 30 grand in that deal, a small amount, for example. Mm. And even if you're making 15 grand on that one, you're building the experience exactly. and your track record with the investors exactly. as well. And the cash put as well, yeah. 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 And so then if you want to go off on buying your own after doing a few of those, it's so mm. much easier. Yeah, that's it. A lot of free information out there as well yes. that, that you can do and learn. Social media, um, individuals like myself yes. and, 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 and yourself and so many others. So you can always ask, tap yeah, it up. Th there's yeah. no shortage of information. Yeah, right yeah, there's yeah. plenty of people to learn exactly. from. And then do some paid courses if you want to as well. If you still need some, yes. some mentorship or, 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 or some courses, I mean, just move forward from there. But yes, it's, it's a way forward. <laughs> so Jason, uh, yeah. what's the best way for people to uh, connect with you and reach out to you? Yeah, I'm on um, Instagram, um, Jason Patterson. You just type in Jason Patterson, I should come up with two T's. <laughs> cool. um, but on, uh, we'll link it in the description as well. Yeah, good, good. And I'm on LinkedIn. I'm also on Facebook. And I've got a YouTube channel, but it's more for information purposes okay. only. Yeah. Not like your one, 31K subs. Because <laughs> <laughs> people keep asking me the same thing. Oh, how do you do this short lease or how, what are the mortgage lenders yes. available or how does section 42 process work? So I've done some videos and I put them onto YouTube. Yeah. I mean, people it, understand how, exactly. how it works. Okay, yeah. Cool. So when they ask me, yes, because I get the same questions asked all the time. I yes. just say, look, um, here's my YouTube channel. Yeah. Go and have a look. look at this video and it's right there. Yeah. So it's all documented. But so it's more for information purposes rather than to grow or like, organically yes. something massive like you want <laughs> jason thank you so much for your time i yeah. really appreciate it you're welcome yeah. hope we'll do it again soon yeah. sometime thank you, thank you. <laughs> take care <laughs>